we've had amazing guests, but many of them have never been on a podcast before. So you need to be able to extract the stories that they're telling and be mm. able to tie that back into that community. Welcome to the More Than Corporate Podcast. I'm Amber Furman, recovering perfectionist and serial accomplisher. If you're anything like I used to be, you've been living your life thinking that if you accomplish enough stuff, you'll finally find the success you've always wanted. But what if it's not about accomplishing more stuff? What if it's about accomplishing the right stuff? I believe you don't find success. You create it by intentionally designing the life you want and having the courage to get out of your comfort zone to live your design. I went from doing what I was supposed to do to doing what I love to do, and now I get to help others do the same. Keep listening as I chat with inspiring people who make it their mission to live their best life every day and learn how you too can live the life you've always wanted. Welcome back to another episode of the More Than Corporate Podcast. We're going to have a ton of fun on the show today. I have Mike Ham, who is not only a great friend of mine, but a wonderful human being, a great podcaster, and he has so much to teach the world about communication and podcasting and just being a good person person that people can connect with. So I'm really excited to dig into his story and his words of wisdom. In July of 2020, Mike burst onto the podcasting scene with his original show, The Morning Spotlight. An energetic, passionate, and curious interviewer, Mike creates lasting and memorable bonds between his guest and his audience. As a respected member of the podcasting community, he has been asked to speak at podcasting events like PodFest Expo and the Pod Pros Summit. Mike was born and raised in the Garden State, um, which is New Jersey for any of you who have not been over there and are I didn't know, and has lived here, lived there most of his life. One aspect of New Jersey he particularly loves is its diversity. Throughout his travels and the episodes that he's recorded, the stories Mike helps tell define what being from New Jersey is all about. I'm super excited to dig into this episode because Mike has done some really cool stuff in the podcasting space, and that translates into what every business owner and entrepreneur wants to accomplish, and that's connection with people. So I'm really excited to dig into this. Before I bring Mike on, I want to remind you that this episode is brought to you by Success Development Solutions and the Design Your Life group coaching program. We have openings for the group coaching program starting in September. If you are interested in having the support that you need, getting a mastermind type involvement and being able to really grow your business to the next level, then this is the environment for you. If you want to see whether it's a good fit, then go ahead and head over to successdevelopmentsolutions.com slash contact. And let's jump on a call to see whether it's a good fit for us to work together. And without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this conversation with Mike. What's Mike, up, what's Amber? up, man? Not much. How you doing? How you doing? I'm good. It's so good to connect with you again. It's been a couple months since I got to see you in person. So this is nice. Yeah, but we got we got spoiled at PodFest because it was, you know, it was awesome. And we spent a lot of time together doing a lot of cool stuff and having good combos. Um, and now here we are. You know? Yeah, so absolutely. I'm, I'm excited to chop it up with you a little bit today. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. So um, first of all, let's go ahead and talk about your show for just a minute. Greetings from the Garden State. Um, this is not your first show. However, no. from listening to you talk, it is by far your favorite. Oh. So I want to know what is it about this show that felt different to you? 
so this show, Greetings from the Garden State, it's on my shirts in case anybody forgets. So basically, like you said in the intro, this is my the second show that I've started. I uh, started the Morning Spotlight back in 2020 uh, during COVID because that was like a work project for myself to like network more and all that. And I fell in love with like the medium of podcasting and I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, but, you know, you're on Zoom calls all the time and it was like more Zoom calls to do interviews. Um, and then I just wanted to do something that was like a little bit different <clears throat> and do something that was I uh, was passionate about. And I have grown up here. I've lived here basically my entire life. I just turned 32 last week. So happy birthday to me. Um, and, uh, you know, I think like it was one of those things where I was like, well, I'm from here. So why not start a show about people here in Jersey? So basically, I just I literally I have a cardboard box, which I put all my mics and my Zoom pod track and uh, a couple cords and a camera and whatever. And I just drive around New Jersey, going to local businesses, nonprofits, other people that are doing cool stuff here in the state. Um, and sit down in their place and interview them and just kind of see what it's all about. So like in the intro, you said diversity is like what I think my favorite thing about New Jersey is. And, and it's one of the most diverse populations in the country, being the most densely populated state in the country. So you just have so many different kinds of people from so many different backgrounds that are doing such cool stuff. Um, and we live five minutes apart. You know, and it's, it's crazy to see like and that you can't say that in, in a lot of other places uh, in the country. So that's why. And when I started this show, that's kind of why I wanted to do it. And then I was uh, kind of blown away with how well it was received out of the gate and how much. I mean, the Morning Spotlight was a successful show. You were on it. I had some great guests on there. And, um, you know, but this one, just like the growth that I've seen over the first, uh, what is that, like 10 months? Um, has been great. So that's why it's a little bit different. That's kind of like the broad strokes version of what the show's all about. Um, and that's where we are. Now we're here. Yeah. What is it from a, cause I think this is one of the most interesting conversations because we can talk about content. We can talk about communication. We can talk about all this stuff and they would all be valid conversations to have, but something that you just said, which is that this is by far the most growth that you've seen from a podcast. What is it that you think think your audience connects with in this podcast that they didn't connect with at the morning spotlight? Uh, so I think the morning spotlight was just too broad. Like I started it to be focused in the real estate world and like, that's my nine to five job. Like I'm in that world. I sell title insurance for a living and I just don't really want to talk about 1031 exchanges anymore. I really, I really didn't. I just got burnt out from that. So then I just started like branching out into different having different guests on. So people that don't know, they're maybe in the business world, like yourself that are doing some different things, athletes, other podcasters that I just like, and I just wanted to talk to them more. Um, so I think while that one was a good show and a popular show, I think it wasn't specific to an audience. There was really, there was a community around it, but it was mostly other podcasters. And I just, you know, it didn't really get the kind of growth that I was maybe hoping for. This one, on the other hand, I think is a lot different because people that live in a place most of the time love where they live. Mm -hmm. Love might be strong, but, you know, I mean, there's stuff about Jersey that sucks. Like, I'll, I'll be real about it. But, um, you know, I think that, you know, being here, living here, there's things there's a reason why you live in a place that you do. So I think and the people that are from New Jersey that have grown up here or maybe have moved here for, for whatever, whatever reason, they kind of see like what I'm talking about. And to kind of hear a story about the backstory on their favorite restaurant, or they see, 
you know, we did an episode with the seeing eye, which is the premier seeing eye dog training center in the country uh, here in the town that I live in. Yes. We did an episode with them and I've seen them around town. I've lived here for three years all the time, like walking people around. Some are blindfolded. I was blindfolded. Um, And I'm always just like, how do they do that? And then you get to experience that or at least listen to me experience that. And you're just like, whoa. And it kind of like it blows you away a little bit. So then you just kind of dive into stuff that's happening right in your backyard and you realize how much cool stuff is there. And then you learn to appreciate it even more. So I think that's why the growth has been there because people just, they may be unaware that this restaurant exists or this nonprofit exists or whatever. But as soon as someone is like, Hey, this is, this is what we got uh, like right here in Morristown, people are like, Whoa, that's, that's awesome. And I, and it's like a built-in community. Like if you Mm -hmm. live here, you're part of it. So you don't even need to actually build one. Yeah, I think that that is the key word is that community, right? Like everybody wants to see themselves in content. They want to see themselves in a conversation and they're more likely to listen to things that they can relate to. And so this is where whenever we're talking about building a business, we start talking about building a community first. What's really cool about what you've done is you've taken a community that largely gets overlooked and just lumped in with the tri-state area, right? How many times do you hear New Jersey talked about by itself? I think the first time, and okay, you guys, I didn't fail geography, all right? I know, but I think We know we have a state called New Jersey, yeah. um, But I think the first time that we were talking about it, I was like, oh yeah, Jersey's gotta be a good city, right? Like, cause that's just the way that you think about it cause it's so small and it's a part of New York and it's part of the tri-state area. Yeah. So- You're taking this thing that people have pride in because they live in it and you're saying, hey, this is your community and these are all the amazing things in it. You have the benefit of tapping into a community that exists already. A business owner and entrepreneur that is building a coaching, consulting, service-based business that is not location-specific has to figure out how to create an online community from a bunch of people that have different interests and live in different places. What do you think is the thing that translates the most between what you're doing, what they're doing, and the skills that both need? Okay, so I think... Like, I, it's just a realness. Like, that's that, I think that's really what I've noticed and we were talking about before. Like, the types of people that I have on my show are not polished podcast guests by any stretch of the imagination. We've had amazing guests, but many of them have never been on a podcast before. So you need to be able to extract the stories that they're telling and mm-hmm. be able to tie that back into that community. So, I mean, there's people that have just, like, literally never been interviewed before about anything. I mean, I'm like, yeah. I, lo- I love this place, so I'm going. And I think, you know, that's sometimes where I think maybe, you know, whether it was the morning spotlight or other shows that exist in the world, like you're always trying to like chase that guest, mm-hmm. you know, and then, but I think that that kind of, it doesn't always necessarily serve the community that you have, right? So if you're, you know, an online service provider, internet or an entrepreneur, like uh, coaching, that kind of stuff, like, just be it doesn't uh, to me the name of a guest is always cool everyone likes Mm -hmm. to chase that but i think that if you just kind of whittle it down you look at the people that are specific very specific to what it is that you are doing you could find some really good people that are really good guests and granted both shows we've had a couple clunkers i'm not, not gonna you know sit here and say that that's the case um but at the same time like i mean i've been like people that are normally not on shows that are coming on my show and we're sitting down like in their pizza shop and they just start talking and you're just like, I love this guy. 
Yeah. Like his stories are so great, you know? And I think that that's maybe one of the things like the, the, the key maybe is making sure that like, yeah, you can try to make sure that you're uh, getting big guests and, and thinking that you're serving your people, but you really need to whittle it down and be like, what does my community need? So like my community needs to know more about the places that are in their backyard and their community needs to know more about, you know, whatever it is that they're doing. So I hope that answers your question. I think. No, it does. It does. And I think that that's such great advice is finding out, you know, what it is that your community has in common when it's not as blatantly obvious as the place that you live. Right. And the stores that you visit. Right. Yeah. Um, you and I have had some really in-depth conversations about this topic. And one of the things that I love the most about what you're doing, oh, this word is so hard for me to say, is the level of imperfection oh, that it takes right. to be able to do this. And just to set the back tone a little bit for the people who were not privy to our private two-person conversation um, at PodFest, you know, here I was saying, Mike, I'm going to do kind of this in-person thing like you're doing. And I just got to find the perfect studio and I got to find the perfect lighting. And then Mike shows me a video of a podcast episode he did where someone literally walked through the shot with a door for a construction. Yeah. And it was this level of authenticity, this level of realness, this level of humanness that made you want to dig in even more. And I know that there are people listening to this show who like to ride around the world on their little unicorns and be as perfect as possible. <laughs> How hard was it for you to just sit down and say, all right, this is going to be the most imperfect conversation and it's going to be the best one at the same time? Uh, it, I mean, I'm, hopefully this doesn't blow up your question, but it wasn't hard at all. Like, honestly, okay. the only thing that I did that I made sure that I did was I invested in like these mics and the recorder because all I had was a USB mic that I recorded my old show on. And I just wanted it to be like thinking of um, I think people think of podcasting. You need to be like, like you said, in your studio and you have to mm -hmm. like talk into the microphone like this. And then you have to really clean up the audio and make sure that you have all this shit on the walls that it like blocks the sound and all that. Sorry, I said shit. I don't know if I could do that or not. No, um, nothing. They haven't heard from me. Okay, good. All right. I, I mean, that's true. I do know you. Uh, <laughs> so I know that, that that is the case. Um, yeah, but it really wasn't that hard. And like the more I tried to push the envelope, the more comfortable I got in those uncomfortable situations. So like we, you talked about the one uh, with the person that was walking through the, the restaurant with the door, like that was happening. Like we had, she was closed for three weeks. Uh, she was doing renovations on the restaurant. She was opening literally 24 hours after, and it's one of the most popular restaurants in town and it's fantastic. 24 hours after uh, we were going to record that episode. So it was like chaos. They were not close to done. Like they, <laughs> they had, it's like they waited to the last day to make sure that they were doing the renovations on this place. And it was wild. Like if there was stuff happening, people are sawing in the background and like there's stuff going on, but then, if you even have like the slightest little bit of, you know, a decent mic and a slightest little bit of audio editing expertise, it's really not that big of a deal. I mean, like granted, there's some, there's been some moments where it's like way too loud. I guess I was kind of worried, like if you're a listener, what are you going to think when you're listening to it? But then I'm like, I don't care. Like that's, this is what it is like this. If you come here, this is what it's going to sound like. 
you know, so it kind of adds to that experience. You know, the, the seeing eye episode, like I was blindfolded and we walked, we had just lavalier mics on. My buddy was filming me the whole time. And like, that was most of the episode. Like, and you hear traffic, you hear wind, you hear the trainer talking to me, you hear the dog doing stuff. You hear me asking him questions and getting ran into stuff sometimes. Um, but, uh, but that would, that's what makes it cool. And I think that that's what make gives it that level of authenticity. Cause it's not like all super cleaned up and polished yeah. up and you know, like here it is, this is the greatest thing ever. Cause at the end of the day, like you're going to get the same amount of listens, whether it sounds really good or really terrible. I mean, that that's probably not true, but um, yeah. I mean, I think like I've noticed that my community just likes the fact that it's, it's a real thing, you know, and like we just have some fun with it. Well, I think that there's um, a level of familiarity to this because um, I'm going to out myself here for just a minute, even though it is the worst movie of all time, like hands down, one of my absolute favorite movies on the planet is Napoleon Dynamite because I can watch it and I can look at it and know that like I played volleyball in that gym and I walked through because they filmed that at my high school rivals. Oh high school in Idaho. And so you watch it and there's this familiarity with the town and you are able to insert yourself into that. And I think that as content creators, as course providers, as um, any type of business owner and entrepreneur that wants to communicate with a person, that is the hardest part is finding something that they can insert themselves into the conversation and feel like they belong. Yeah. Um, you post your stuff on video and on audio, correct? Yeah, right. So do you do any extra editing of the audio to fill in the parts that maybe don't make sense because they're not watching the video? Or how do you reconcile those two? Um, I mean, I, I don't think really the audio version, is, I just take that, I lay it underneath the video stuff. I make sure it all lines up. I add in my little segment things and that's pretty much it. Um, I mean, I, I should do a better job on YouTube because you know, whatever, but, um, it's the imperfection side, but, uh, like the audio stuff, I, I think I like just kind of leaving it, mm. um, because I think it's, it's broken up into the way we do the episodes. Normally it's broken up into three different segments. Each segment is about 10 to 15 minutes long. So that kind of gives that listener like a break to get out of that thing and then onto a new topic. So they know when those things are coming. Mm -hmm. But I think that like, the if there's something that's visual that I know that if you're listening, you can't see, I will say like if you're watching on YouTube, you could see it. But then I, maybe I'll describe it, you know, like uh, being granted, I couldn't describe anything when I was blindfolded. But like that's, you know, but that also, I think, adds to the experience of listening to that episode. Because if you're just listening to the audio, that's all I all I did. I could only hear and feel what the dog was doing. So I think like, I don't know, I, I like leaving it i like it being like it sounds i clean up the sound if there's like a, like something crazy that happens in the episode maybe i clean that up like take it out cut it out whatever um but i just like the rawness of it i think it yeah. just because I, I mean you know uh I, I think a lot of people like you said before they get hung up on like making it perfect and if it's an audio version that, that audio version needs to be perfect the video version that video ne version needs to be perfect like it still needs to be good you yeah. know, like nobody's going to listen to it if it sucks or if, you know, like you're a bad host or you have bad sound and you're using, you know, like just my uh, headphones like this um, and then no mic. But I think like, I don't know, I, I just I like the rawness of it. I like the realness of it. And I think that that's what makes it a fun show. 
because uh, it's different than most of the other shows that you're going to listen to. Yeah. And I think also context is different. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting because I'd never really thought about this before. But um, I sent a couple of book title ideas to my coach and I said, hey, I'm working on my book. Which one of these do you like? And she said, I love them both, but I would expect very different books from them based upon the title. Yeah. And I had never thought about that before. You know, this approach works for you because of the type of show that you're doing. But if you were still doing the morning spotlight and you were oh, limiting it directly yeah. to the business insurance world, this is never going to fly. People are going right. to want to see a more professional setup. And so I think that that's incredibly important as we talk about content and creation and all of that stuff is what type of voice do you want this to be heard from? Yeah. Yeah. I think like, and that was one of the things, and I always told the story when I started the morning spotlight, like I started that show actually in May of 2020. So like it didn't really become a full fledged podcast until July of 2020. But I remember when I started it, I was doing a lot of virtual networking events like right out of the gate. Like we shut down here in Jersey, I think March 16th or 17th in 2020. That next uh, Tuesday, I started running virtual events and I would get 45 to 50 people every week out at those events. And then I was like, I have all these people and my LinkedIn stuff was doing really well. So I was like, why not? I've always heard that video is a good way to get more engagement on LinkedIn. And I was really doubling down at link on LinkedIn at the time and I was like, why don't I just ask all these people to come on the show or come on a show and record? So I would have like, like a suit jacket on and like sometimes a tie and my, my hair was a mess, but I, when I had hair and like the beard was like mangy <laughs> and stuff, even at that point, it was only May. And, but I, I would sit just here and I would have my headphones in like this and I would do like a very scripted, very like buttoned up, polished, same three questions to every person interview uh, and they were only five minutes and I would post one every single day. And that's like the, in the morning, the morning spotlight. That's mm -hmm. kind of how that was, that was born. And then um, I was like, uh, you know, curve's going to be flat. We'll be good in two weeks. Obviously that didn't happen. <laughs> um, but I had so many people that wanted to do that show. So I did that show for 12 weeks straight. So I did 60 episodes in 12 weeks, which is a lot. And, mm -hmm. but then I was like, I, there's like so much more that I want to do. Like I want to add myself into this which is when I transitioned it into a more traditional podcast so that I could talk more. And that's when I bought like my first ever mic, like my USB mic, uh, the Fafine, I think it's called. I don't even know what actually the brand name is. Um, and like I set up my green screen background that I used to have. Like, I don't have it anymore because the thing broke. Um, but uh, and I just like wanted to make it more me. And mm -hmm. then even that became constrictive because mm -hmm. I was like stuck in this little, you know, zoom window or a stream yep. window or whatever. And even though I want, I was like bringing it like high energy kind of stuff. I just like felt like I needed to just do more, you know? And like, I, I think, you know, this thinking podcasts in general, I think that like everyone's trying to make them all sound exactly the same. Like if you're doing the same show, whether the topics and the content's different, but it all sounds the same, like what is driving people to your show? Like, why do they want to listen to it? But and they hear about this guy that like goes and drinks at a bar with a guy and like just starts talking to him mm -hmm. and, you know, like about his business. And that's that's what people, you know, at least in my opinion and the experiences that I've had, like people like that. Like they yeah. want to hear those stories because they're they're It's different. It's a different sound. It's a different voice. It's a different vibe. It's a different. Everything's different about it. You know, like the guests are different. Like who the hell even has? I don't know. 
fill in the blank and name a person I've had on the show so far. <clears throat> Cause we're at like 44 episodes, I think at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they're not like every, like there's been probably 75% of the time I've had someone on the show. They're like, I've never done a podcast mm-hmm. before. And I'm like, yes, I love that. Yeah, me too. And I think that my experiences with doing local interviews are a little bit different because I didn't do them in person. And so I found, and that's changing because yeah. I got office space and I'm doing in-person stuff now. So I'm so right. excited. Nice. Um, but it was hard to get somebody who is not familiar with the virtual podcasting world, yeah. doesn't have great audio equipment to feel comfortable being themselves in this, like for somebody who's used to podcasting, used to doing interviews, this is great. But to be able to pull out a story out of somebody who is nervous, you get that in-person energy and get them to calm down. And it's a completely different experience. Yeah. So I, I think like that that's best, a huge sorry, point. The best part about it is walking into like, let's just say, I mean, I, I would choose the restaurant example, but go walking into a restaurant or like walking into like a little shop and they mm-hmm. love showing you around first yeah. and they're like where do you think will be good and i'm like oh well tell me what you're excited about like what's cool in here and what do you want as the backdrop you know like stuff like that like yeah. when we did the brewery we wanted to make sure we had the bright tanks in the back where they actually pour from so we had like the bar in the background we had all the tanks in the background and that was great and we sat like their big you know oak tree wooden tables um you know stuff like that i, I think people get excited about their mm-hmm. business because a it's their business and they're passionate about it to some degree, but it's also like how they feed their families. So you got to respect yeah. that too. Um, but people love talking about the stuff that they're doing. They don't necessarily always love talking about themselves because yep. they don't think they are important or they have a story, but then kind of like when you get them talking and you're just like, Oh, you know, tell me how, how you got this idea. And they just start telling you this story. You're just like, what? Like, how do you yeah. not think you don't have this story? And then you start digging and then you're just like, you're getting gold that nobody's ever gotten before, which is like my favorite, my favorite thing. You know, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. And we kind of touched on at the beginning, the difference between these big name guests that we get and then like the local business owner type guests that we get. And I've had some big names on this podcast and they're great to interview and they're fun to interview and they're great to know, but it's so hard to get something new from them. Yeah, because they've been done so many interviews. So you're sitting here thinking, how can I get something out of this interview that nobody's ever heard before? Yeah, you where know what I you? Used to do? I, yeah, I used to go back and I used to listen to them on other shows, mm-hmm. and then I would hear, like you said, those same stories. They're all canned. I mean, they have to. Like it's part of their branding. Um, but I wanted to try to ask them different questions, and without fail. I would get into that same thing and I'd be like, I've literally heard this story like 15 times already because I've listened to them on 15 different shows and it's hard and it's frustrating because you want something different. You want your show to be different, but that's kind of what I was talking about before. It's like you have an opportunity to talk to people that have no, nothing online. And granted that comes with its own challenges as a, as a host to make sure that those stories, people actually hear them and you're not just shouting them into a vacuum, but you know, you have an opportunity there to, <clears throat> excuse me, like take new stuff. And that, like I said, new voices, new styles, new everything and be like in your own little world. So like, I like to say, like, I am the best in the country at what I do, because I don't know if there's a lot of people that do kind of what I do. 
You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I'm sure there are. I'm sure there's podcasts about communities that exist. I mean, there's a lot of podcasts that exist, so I'm sure there's another one. But, you know, I mean, as far as I know, like I'm the best one out there. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that confidence, though. So there's something that you said that really resonates with me, especially as an attorney, because I feel like this is something that I've had to work so hard at. You seem to be a natural communicator. And I don't know how much of that comes from podcasting, um, but your ability to tell a story in a way that defines things and describes things for somebody who is not able to see your video so that they get a similar experience to somebody who's watching the video is some of the best interviewing I've ever seen. Oh, is you. that, you're welcome. Is that something that you feel like you were naturally gifted at or did you have some experiences growing up that made that possible? Uh, I was always very shy. Um, and then I started after college. I was a college baseball coach. I don't know if you knew that about me. Uh, no, I, I didn't. Did, yeah. So I played baseball in college. I coached college baseball for like five years. And so, uh, and I got better at communicating like, you know, kind of what I wanted. I coached pitchers. I was a pitching coach and uh, better at like what I wanted them to be doing. Like, um, so that was kind of like my first foray into it. And then doing my actual job, like being on like sales calls and whatever. I mean, you get my first few, like I remember them. I still joke about, I still have some of those clients somehow because those meetings were awful. Mm -hmm. um, but I just like wasn't good at communicating or like figuring out what it was that I wanted. Um, and honestly, like podcasting was the thing that really started turning that, um, that tide. And I think like I joked about how my original version of the morning spotlight was very scripted, but it was almost like I needed that to kind of get myself going because one mm -hmm. of the reasons why I want to transition, not just because I had, um, you know, wanted to tell, I had my own voice and kind of inject my own personality into it. It was like, I was found myself so many times asking these same three questions. Um, I was like, Oh my God, I really want to ask a follow-up question, but I have to get to this next mm. question. And then you know, even when I transitioned over, I would have a whole outline of what I wanted the show to hit on. And I would have my guests add to that outline to make sure that we were talking about the stuff that they wanted to do. And eventually I was just like, this is too much. Like, let's just yeah. like have some fun with it. Like let our yeah. hair down. So to speak. let's just bullshit for a little bit. Exactly. And you know, I think, so no, it was never really like a natural thing for me, but uh, this, this is why one of the reasons why I f have fallen in love with this medium mm -hmm. is because it has given me a voice that one that I didn't even know that I had. And the more, and like I said before, like pushing the envelope on greetings from the garden state and what we can do, uh, that's kind of my journey so far too. It's pushing the envelope on me and seeing how far I could push myself into that next strata of like doing cool shit. You know, like what, what can we do next? You know what I mean? So I think that's like, you know, let's do something outside. Like let's yeah. record it. I don't know. We did one. It was like down in Wildwood. It was so crazy. Like there was a party going on. The music was so loud and we needed to record like a little five minute segment there. And I was like, well, we just got to do it. Like, and my guest was like, I, are you sure? Like, cause she's used to recording in a studio. And I was like, no, we're doing it. And we're, I'll figure it out on the back end. But um, but yeah, I mean, so to answer your question, long story short, no, this is not something that's natural for me. Uh, and there is still even times now where it's unnatural. Uh, but I have seen this stuff and like me like this, um, 
spilling back over into my real life because I think that yeah. that's actually me. And I never really knew kind of like who that was. Um, so, yes. So podcasting, big fan. Everyone should have one. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And I'm glad that you said the real life and that this is the way that you really are because um, PodFest was the first real podcasting conference that I had gone to. And I think it was your first like real one too. I hadn't because, done any others, I don't think. Um, it was like the first time after COVID that we, and we both started our shows yeah. in, in the virtual world. So what was so amazing to me is that we would find ourselves in these little pods of conversation where you have a bunch of people who have shows that are having conversations. And I can't tell you how many times I would leave a conversation and say, man, I wish I would have been recording that. And what I realized was that the people who are great at this, they talk about stuff on their show that they talk about in real life. Like this is why I don't have an attorney show to be completely honest. Everybody's like, why don't you have an attorney show? Cause I don't talk about attorney shit in real life. Like it's right. not what I love. Yeah. So it would be me turning on the camera and trying to be a professional version of somebody that I'm not this shit. And you can attest to this. These are the conversations you and I have when nobody's watching, right. you know what I mean? And yeah. so I think that that is one of the biggest keys that people need to tap into when they're talking about building their businesses, whether it's podcast or anything else is what am I naturally going to talk about and how do I take that into this conversation? Yeah. I think like that was to me the best thing about PodFest. It was just like, to be straight, I didn't sit on many speakers. I'll just be honest. I went no, me neither. and I didn't go to many sessions, but like I got so much out of like when we would have lunch together or like mm -hmm. just talking to like bullshitting with somebody in the hallway. And next thing you know, I remember uh, our friend Pablo and I were just kind of like talking in the hallway. And next thing you know, there was like you were you eventually came too. there was like 15 people around us. Mm -hmm. And we're all just kind of like chatting, you yeah. know, and um, and like uh, like having drinks as long as it was early on in the night and I wasn't too gone um, <laughs> or, uh, you know, stuff like that. I mean, I think those that's when you see like the real people you know mm -hmm. like i i can I, I know that people have like some people put on like a little you know act whoop, hit my headphones uh, a little act about like you know they're the host and like hey welcome yeah. to greetings from the garden state and you're like Go fuck yourself you know and, yeah um, <laughs> you know like and people and people have asked me before like how do you like get you know like authentic laughs on your show or you like tell funny stories yeah or you just you're just like you're talking to somebody like just yeah. be normal like be yourself like you just have a normal conversation with somebody yeah. and like you said hit record and i i think like so that was what i was most impressed and i got the most ideas from those conversations about how i could be a better host i can make my show better um but it's just kind of like just chatting and you don't even know yeah. kind of like where that conversation was going to go and the next thing you know, you're just like, you're in the weeds and you are, you know, getting gold from people that have like really good stuff to share. But, and that's one of the things too, like, you know, you're in Vegas, I'm in Jersey. We have people from Colorado, people from Florida, people from wherever. And like having the conversation with people that come from different parts of the country, mm -hmm. like when I'm here and I have people that come from different cultural backgrounds, cause there's a lot of different ones that we've had on the show. You like it kind of like changes your perspective a little bit and it yeah. changes kind of how you see whatever that topic is. So like, I think for me here in Jersey, it kind of changes my view on Jersey as a whole and maybe even like the world because you have it's a, such a melting pot of people. 
But then being around other podcasters that do different shows and come from different parts of the country, it's like, oh, I never even thought of that, but about yeah. doing something like that. And it just, you know, it's like a vibe thing. And like you start to attract the same people that you're yeah. the energy that you're putting out. So that I'm I'm all in on that. So yeah, I next agree conference we're going to zero speakers, unless it's either you or me. I'll go to I'll Yeah, go to absolutely. Yeah. Like <laughs> and and then I went to New York for an attorney conference and it was so hard for me to sit through speakers because I'm like, oh. I could buy this stuff. Yo. I could buy this stuff and I could listen to it. I want to be out making connections that matter. And I think we could, and maybe we should do this whole list of things that business owners could learn from podcasters. Cause I think there's a shit ton of them. Yeah. I want to know though, I found this just completely comfortable place of home at PodFest when I was surrounded by podcasters. And I realized that I wasn't getting into two, three, four, five minute conversations with anybody. It was, I was on the way to a session that I wanted to go watch. And then 45 minutes later, the session's over and I'm still talking about something that I'm completely enthralled in yeah. here. Um, and I think that I sat back wondering, why does that happen? Well, I want to know your answer first. What do you think it was that allowed such deep connection? Because there's 15, 20 of us that had never met in person. Right. And it was like meeting our best friends. Yeah, I think um, I had, well, at that point I had only met like Eric in person. Yeah. And everybody else was just either virtual connections or I had never met them before in my life. Um, I think, honestly, it's – I mean, if you're going to spend the money to go to a conference like that, that's like – you know, for you, it's not your full-time job. For me, it's not my full-time job. So if I'm spending money on myself to go down and level up, I'm expecting, you know, a certain thing. And the thing that I found was that you have a whole bunch of people there, 1,500 or whatever it was, that are passionate about the same thing that mm -hmm. you're passionate about. So, like, you just start talking about these things and, like, random people. And yeah. all of a sudden, you're just like, oh, my God, I love that. I love that, too. And then you just, like, going with it. And it's funny that you mentioned the – attorney conference uh in new york uh but i the couple weeks after podfest i was in jersey city um at a real estate conference and i was miserable yeah, because it was, so it was a bunch of phony yeah. like slicked back hair you know like hey you know how many points is this you know like what's the interest rate on like, is this deal gonna pencil out like come on dude like just give it a break like nobody real nobody really thinks that you're that cool or that really into what you're doing um, and I, I was like, I was, I was like, this is the worst. Like, I just want to go back to PodFest because at least people there, like I had something in common with and we were trying to, you know, like passionate about the same thing and there for the same reason. So I think that that's really what it comes down to having the beauty of the virtual connection stuff like you and some of our, my other friends that I like knew immediately that once we met in person, like that was going to kind of go the same way because we had spent so much time together doing different things and in different environments beyond just recording episodes. Yeah. Um, and then like, they know a couple more people and then they're usually like, you know, the same. And then like, I know a couple more people that you don't know and you know a couple more people that I don't yeah. know. And next thing you know, you're like your snowball into just this whole group of people that at a karaoke the bar same thing at a karaoke bar. Yeah. You know, trying to sing born to run. Realize yes, I exactly. I, mean, I knew exactly. I couldn't sing, but you know, that's okay. I 100% agree with you. And I think what's so interesting is in a world where people value connection and conversation, so many people are afraid to ask the questions. And I think that's what makes podcasters so great is for the most part, like we don't give a fuck. 
Like right. I'm going to ask the question and if you don't want to answer it, it's on you not to answer it. Yeah. And so I think that that was one of the things that also made PodFest so amazing and podcasting in general so amazing is I think that podcasters as a whole, the people who love it, value real deep connection. And I don't give a shit what the weather is or what you had for dinner last night, unless it's going to tie into what we're talking about, about some real passionate thing. Right. Yeah. Um, so bringing this in, first of all, let's do this in the last 20 minutes that we have. Somebody's listening to this and they're like, man, I didn't know podcasting was so amazing, but now I need one. Four steps that they need to take to start a show. Ooh, okay. Four. Uh, number one, figure out what it is that you're passionate about. Right. That's okay. number one. You gotta be, if you if you don't love it, it is going to burn you out so fast. You will you won't even know what happens. You're gonna do the classic under seven episodes, and you'll never make it past there. And um, so I would do uh, figure out what you're passionate about. I would, and this is not something that I normally don't do. Like I've been joking that the and it's not a joke. The whole <laughs> concept of this show was born after like a few bourbons, and I was like, I'm gonna start a show about New Jersey, and then now it's like my whole life. Um, so. But I would put together like some type of framework for the way that you want the show to be structured. Not, and I don't mean structure like in minute one, we're going to talk about this minute two. It's just kind of like the the episode, the style, mm -hmm. you know, like what's your style going to be, you know, and that could be anything. And maybe you have to do a couple test runs on it to figure out what it actually is. So um, so figure out what you're passionate about, figure out what kind of style of show you're going to have. Um, and then I would say technical side i think you would have to like obviously like buy a mic i mean you don't have to but like i think you should um like the only reason why i'm able to do this show that i do now is because i have decent mics so i would i would do that and in in there i would also include like know how to edit your own stuff because i think like that to me has been a big granted it takes up a lot of time uh but especially like for Instagram stuff and, and social media stuff. Like I've gotten to a point where I can kind of do all that stuff myself, you know? So like, I'll just put together, slap together a reel real fast and get, you know, 2000 views on it and just be like, okay, cool. You know, like, that's great. And we'll just kind of keep it moving forward. So we don't have to rely on anybody else. Yeah. So it has to be passion, uh, structure, style, whatever, uh, technical stuff. And then the last one, I would just be just like, keep, following up and maintaining the relationships that you've built. That's like probably the most important one. It really is. So, you know, like you have, especially like me being like visible and like out and going to see people. Like I try to go as much as possible back to those places. Or like if I'm going to run a party, like I'm inviting them to the party and I'm like, you don't have to pay for the ticket. You don't have to do anything. Like, just come. I just like want to hang out. Like, let's talk about pizza. Let's talk about. Yeah beer let's like whatever you want to talk about whatever you do um but i do try to spend like it's easy to like sit here and you know play video games and not do anything and just pretend like i'm working uh but like i'll just go and i'll like i mean just today i, I would in the morning i went met up with the girl i'm, da I'm dating and we sat <clears throat> had a cup of coffee she had to go do something so i stayed there did work people were walking by like hey mike hey mike whatever um and then you know last night uh from for a while uh i had my laptop and i was doing work at the brewery that's like my, yeah. i like jokingly said it's my home office my home away from my office away from home uh, i just like set up in the corner of the bar 
I get all my stuff. Like I like do marketing stuff. I build out my, like change my website. I do all kinds of stuff there, but I'm just out. Like I'm supporting them. I'm being visible with them. And, you know, granted it's different because it's, that's like the style of my show. But even as like a virtual thing, you can still do that. Like mm -hmm. you can still engage with those people and feel like they're more than just like episode 50, episode 60. They're like a part of what you're doing and it shows them that you value what you were able to bring to their show, you know, cause there's a lot of clout chasers out there. Uh, and that's fine. You know, I mean like that's not my bag, but like there's, that's going to happen. So those, yeah. those are my four. I, I love it. I said something, but those, I think. The oh, well, points. when I ask for four, there's like 9 million things yeah, you can say. I can so I think going. you picked four good ones. Yeah. The things I would say on that is um, relationships is the hardest yep. because you're moving on and forward thinking and trying to figure out how to maintain. So you have the ones like the use, the um, Eric's, the Todd's the, that um, you connect with and become friends with. But yeah. even that, I think the reason that we have built such a great friendship is because we connected so many times in a right. virtual format. Right. Yep. Um, the equipment side, I think is incredibly important. And not going down a rabbit hole is incredibly important too, because oh, yeah. I like, I could see myself spending, well, actually can't see myself. I can go back and look at it two years ago when I still have boxes of shit that I bought from Amazon that I didn't need yeah. to start my show. And really all I needed was a $150 USB mic and a yeah, $10 I started camera. with a $75 USB yeah. mic and it had a boom arm and I thought I was so cool. I thought I was yes. like Howard Stern. Yeah. And, um, but like, I think the technical, the equipment side for me specifically for this show was it needed to be mobile. So like mm -hmm. this is pretty mobile, you know? Yeah. Uh, like this thing is incredibly mobile and it just records on an SD card. And like I have one camera on a tripod and like that's it. Cause I can't travel with more. Yeah. I, I only have so many hands to, to carry stuff. I don't have a, you know, uh, a roadie. <clears throat> but, yeah. um, you know, I think like it maybe to better say the equipment side of it, I think it would be like what you need to make your show successful. I love I it. Know. I don't know if that's, yeah. Cause that, yeah. That, could, that again, like you said, could get taken to a whole other level. Like, Oh, I think I need a thousand dollar microphone to be successful. Yeah. You like, really this whole don't mic setup. I think I have three mics total, the stands, the cords, the, the recorder, uh, I think it was probably like 500 bucks. Yeah. I mean, you can buy a thousand dollar microphone. It's still not going to help you form a sentence. Yeah. So, it's not going to make you a good host either. And, yeah. well, and that's what you said. <laughs> that's all right. I mean, you can repeat what I said. It's cool. Yeah. It's um, I think that I encourage everybody who's listening to start some sort of show whether it's interview style, whether it's solo style, whatever it is. Um, I know I 100% believe that my life, the blessings that I have in it right now are at least 75% attributed to the relationships that I've made through podcasting. How, do you feel the same way? Oh, it's not even, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah. like I said earlier, like how podcasting kind of gave me my voice, like, I went through a period like after baseball was over, after my coaching career was over, after I started my title insurance job, like I was like in like a really rough place. Like I, I just couldn't, like I was just so just um, like disconnected. Uh, I was like depressed. I was anxious. I was having panic attacks. I was like not in a good spot. And I like really bottomed out at one point. 
Uh, but then like, here we are. And I like, you wouldn't even think about that. Like when I talk now. Yeah. Um, but I think that that it was like the, um, the gift that I needed to give myself to figure out like, Hey, just start talking, you know, like yeah. get yourself out there, like make yourself uncomfortable, even though like I would try to like shield myself away from people, like just make yourself uncomfortable and try to do different things. And just like the confidence level has exploded. And then the people that I've met through that world, like this world, like yourself and all the other people that we were talking about before, like, it's just, it's life-changing, you yeah. know, like now I have like all these other big ideas and I know that I have people that I can go to and be like, Hey, like, what do you think about this? Like, I want to do something crazy. Yeah. And they're like also crazy kind of like me. And they're just like, yeah, I love that idea. You know, like stuff like that. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's great. And like I said before, when we're talking about PodFest, like you just, you're around people that are passionate about the same thing that you're passionate about. And I think no matter what your show is about, whether it's more than corporate, whether it's about New Jersey, whether it's about real estate, if you want to, if I want to go back down that road, um, if you really love it, then you can find common ground and like help each other, make each other better. I love how you laughed when you said, if I want to go back down the real estate. <laughs> well, I mean, I am oh. technically in case anybody that I work with is watching, I still work. Yes, exactly. We still work. That's what people are always like. Are you still an attorney? Yes. I just don't like talking about it. Like, yeah. and I was, I was at lunch today with somebody and they're like, you need to put as much effort into, um, promoting your law office as you do promoting your podcast. And I'm like, why it's boring. It's so boring. Um, Okay, so I just had the best idea ever okay. for you, and I'm really excited to fly to New Jersey and take part in this when you say, Amber, this is the best idea ever, and I'm going to steal it. So um, it's not stealing. It's my gift to you. I okay. think that instead of a pub crawl, you need to create a greetings from the Garden State crawl and pick like your, your top 10 or top five um, places and do like this event where you take people behind the scenes to the places in New Jersey that you have loved recording and show them why they are the best businesses in New Jersey. I think that's really cool. See, uh, I told you. Yeah. Yeah. There would be some logistical stuff we would have to figure out, but I think we could make it happen just because, so you know, like if I'm here in Morristown, I've, you know, done a bunch of places around here because it's easy for me to get to. But then you might have to drive like two and a half hours down to Wildwood. Oh, yeah, I forget. You're not Vegas. Everything's yeah. not in a seven mile right. Or you're down to like Asbury Park. It's like an hour up to Montague is another hour. You know, so you I mean, granted, it's a small state. So you can get there like in a day and make it work. But logistically, we would have to kind of carve it out a little bit. But we, we do we do events at places that we've mm -hmm. had on the show. So like I ran a party for the show back in April, uh, oh, I love so it. right, right before, uh, Podfest, and I, uh, the brewery, like when I was talking about the brewery, but I had, it was at Glenbrook brewery. They're a former guest. So they, you know, I rented out the space. Uh, people would, it was a free event. People just had to pay for the beers they drank. And then <clears throat> I reached out to all my other guests and was like, Hey, I'm running this party. Uh, and if you want to donate food or raffle prizes or whatever, that would be awesome. And I had five restaurants send me food. I had 14 places send me um, raffle prizes. And I had 85 people show up to that event. And the show had only been around for six months less probably at that point. And like, but that, that's kind of like sort of like what we did. We like engaged back with our community. And I, it was just kind of like a test run. I just wanted to see how it went. Um, but basically like put people there 
in a place that we recorded. Maybe they hadn't been there. Maybe they're not familiar with, you know, South and Pines food or this gluten-free bakery that we had send these like unbelievable brownies and donuts that were just, they were like <laughs> the biggest hit that we had there. Um, but excuse me. And I think like that was cool. So we have done stuff like that, but we have some plans to do some more stuff soon. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love that. It's just, it's getting, cause that's the cool thing. Like you're mm-hmm. out there. Like I mentioned before, the community exists. People live in the same community as me. So why not get them out and seeing the places firsthand with me, you know, cause who wouldn't want to spend time with me, um, and, uh, go and, and have some fun and uh, experience those things alongside me. Yeah. I mean, I really think everybody should want to spend time with you. So yeah. if they're saying I can't fly to New Jersey, um, and I wouldn't know where to find you if I did, where do they find you online? Uh, greetings from the garden That is the hub. You can get to any place you want. You can learn more about me. You can learn more about my team. You can learn about the episodes that we have. You can learn about our guests. You can link to some of their stuff, our sponsors, everything. Everything is hubbed at greetingsfromthegardenstate.com. I love it. Um, Mike, it has been amazing having you on the show. I um, respect you so much as a podcaster. I value you as a friend. And it has been so much fun sharing some of the values of podcasting with you. So thank you so much. Oh, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I, I mean, like we could probably keep talking for like hours. Oh, we could. And that's hours. the problem. So, yeah. <laughs> so we, we would... got to wrap this up. <laughs> I know, right? It's true. And we did like yeah. for four days. Right. We were nonstop. Yeah. So it would not be the more than corporate podcast without two things. Number one, what does success mean to you? How do you define it? And how do you make sure that your actions fall within your definition of success? Uh, I'm going to get outed here for being uh, not like <laughs> locked in all the time. Um, so success to me means, uh, I should have prepared. Um, I would say success to me means like being happy with what you're doing and having that like uh, what you're doing needs to impact yourself and other people. Uh, And I think that that's a big thing for me because then you start to get that cycle and that snowball effect. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that that's, that's what it would be. I mean, granted, you know, like, money or fame or whatever is all cool. But I think that those things, when you start like really churning the relationship wheel, you start getting yourself to a point where that stuff starts to happen. So to me, and just like having fun with what you're doing is really important. So I think that's how I would define success. Um, And what do I do to, uh, is that? Yeah. So you've got two choices to make and you need to decide which one is going to bring you closer to your definition of success. How do you decide? Um. I don't know. It's a very in the moment thing. I'm a very in the moment guy. Uh, like I said before, the show wasn't super planned and we just went for it and it clicked. There's been plenty of other ideas that I've had that I've went for and it doesn't click. Um, and, or I like go for it for a little bit and it clicks kind of, and then, you know, kind of like fades off. But, um, I am a believer in the idea that like, if you have an idea and like, you think it could be something, just try it. You know, so like the it's just just saying yes to your brain and the creativity that your brain has, because people don't think that they're creative sometimes. Mm -hmm. But then you'll be amazed that like the more you say yes to just like a crazy idea that you have, like I'm putting together like or trying to at least put together like a huge event next fall. So 2023. Stay tuned. Um, But like that's wild. Like 
it's going to take a lot of time, effort, people, probably money. And, but I like really want to do it. And like, I'm saying yes to it. So if it's, if I have two choices and it's like between two things, I'm just going to choose something that's like creative, fun. We're going to go try it, uh, make it new, make it fresh, make it whatever. So that's, that's what I would say. I love it. Um, and the second thing is the random round. So are you ready? I'm going to ask you some questions. I'm ready. And you know, it's so funny because I can say this to you because I know that you will judge me and laugh at me and that's okay. Um, I start the random round like this every single time. Um, I'm just going to ask you a few questions. And in my head, I say, Amber, what the fuck have you been doing for the last hour if it wasn't asking questions? <laughs> so I need to figure will out. Will be random, I guess? <laughs> I know. I don't know. But is it okay if I ask you some questions after 45 minutes of asking you some questions? Yeah, I'll allow it. <laughs> Okay, Judge Mike. Um, <laughs> if you could have any profession other than what you're doing now, what do you think would be fun to attempt? I would like to open up a barbecue restaurant. Ooh, with a brewery, I'm sure. Yeah, that would be badass. Yeah. Yeah. With some Bruce Springsteen stuff on the wall. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I think it would just be more like, I don't know, like I, had, like I would just love a place that's just kind of like divey, sort yeah. of. And just like, you know, the food's going to be really good. We got good beers, that kind of stuff. You come in, you sit down, there's like picnic tables and shit. And, you know. Like, I love it. Yeah. Some of the best food I've ever had in my life came from a place that I was questioning whether or not I wanted to walk into. Yeah. So, so sometimes those are the best places. Or yes. you get food poisoning. It's just like, Either there's, way, no, there's no in between. There's no like, this place looks really shitty. And then you go and the food's like, okay, this place is okay. It's either like, yeah. holy shit, this is amazing. Or... Oh my I God, I got to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. All right. Um, if you could time travel, where would you go and why? So my favorite era is the 60s, because I think that that is like a, 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 obviously a significant cultural time where like creativity really was starting to kind of like take hold and kind of pulling people away from their like kind of locked in view of the world. Um, you know, so I think that that's what I would say. Just to kind of like, maybe like, end of 1950s you know like right before that started and then to kind of like watch that unfold and kind of how i mean granted there was a lot of crazy shit happening at that time but kind of seeing like how the the culture and everything kind of um starts to turn on its head a little bit and starts pe making people think differently yeah i love it so much and the well, the 60s, they were just creativity in and of itself all around, right? There wasn't yeah. the restrictions that we think of. Um, resources. I love reading. I love podcasting. I love listening to others. What are What's the most um, recommended resource that you have made to somebody who is looking to build better connections and grow a business? So Energy Bus by John Gordon. It's like probably the last book I ever read. Um, <laughs> which was a while ago. Uh, but I just like, I love the idea. It's like about, do you know, have you read that book before? I have not, but it's been recommended a couple of times. So I think okay. it needs to go on my list. Yeah. And it's just like, it's about surrounding yourself with people that have the same energy as you. Uh, and if they do, they're on the bus. And if they are an energy vampire, which means they suck the energy out of you, they're off the bus. Uh, so, and that's just like a good, I think way to just live life in general. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that that's, that's what I would say. Energy and bus. the last question, hopefully this will be easier for you. Yeah. Sorry. Um, for, no, <laughs> sorry for not, not being, at all. Yeah. Um, the last question, what's your, what is 
so you're getting ready to come out and speak and you need a song that's going to pump you up. What's playing? Wow. That's, there could be so many different songs. Um, <clears throat> okay. So right now, right yes. this second, yes. I would say it's the theme song for the show, which is crazy by Manny Cabo. He's okay. a Jersey guy, also a podcaster. Um, he was on my, on my show. And, uh, so I, I would say, I would say that because like, that's what I did for Podfest. That's, you know, it's kind of like, I love just like the vibe of it and it's yeah. like a little bit different. Nobody really knows it. Um, you know, it's not like a Bruce Springsteen song or whatever. Uh, but I, I would say that, I mean, there could be, there's so many, honestly, like I just like sit in the car sometimes and just like listen to like an entire song just because I don't want to get out yet. Cause it's just like yeah. me jacked up. Um, but I would say, I would say that cause it just kind of like, it gets me, not that I listen to it when I'm actually doing the interview or like play it, but it just kind of like gets me back to like, Hey, like this is, this is what we're doing. This reminds me of my show. This reminds me of kind of all the shit that we got going on and how crazy we are for doing all the stuff that we do. So that would be the song. I love it. All right, Mike, one last time, um, because again, you and I will be here until midnight tomorrow if we don't wrap it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> where can people track you down if they want to have a conversation? Uh, greetingsfromthegardenstate.com. That's the hub. You can get to me through there. Uh, very active on Instagram. That's like my main uh, social media platform. So that's at greetingsfromthegardenstate. So you can shoot me a DM. Be happy to chat about whatever it is that you want to chat about. I love it. Thank you so much for spending some time with us, Mike. It's been amazing, and um, I appreciate you so much. Yeah, thank you, Ember. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the More Than Corporate Podcast. If anything that was said during this episode resonated with you or provided value in any way, it would mean the world to me if you would head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review for the More Than Corporate Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. I'm really looking forward to connecting with you. If you'd also like to connect, I've created a Facebook group that is full of amazing people who also make it their mission to live their best life every single day. If that sounds like something that you're interested in the name of that facebook group is success center head over there request to join and i look forward to connecting with you soon